Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. It's Friday, and you know what that means. Got another episode coming at you with two guys who know a thing or two about wrestling cards. We are talking about wrestling cards, man. Something that is near and dear to my heart. I got my man Zan Morning wrestling with cards. I got my man Tony Vela, who has got one of the best wrestling card resources out there, WrestlingTradingCards.com. They have a tag team. They got a podcast, Worlds Collide. We cover a ton of ground. If you like what I'm doing over here, hit that subscribe button. Leave me a review if you think I'm doing a good job. You ready to talk wrestling cards? Let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I am excited for today's episode. We are talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I know the two guys that I have lined up on the other side. It's near and dear to their heart, too. I'm joined by Tony Vela, Wrestling Trading Cards, Zan Morning, Wrestling With Cards. They also tag team and have a podcast together called Worlds Collide. Are you guys ready for some wrestling card talk? How are you doing tonight, gentlemen? He nailed that, man. We should hire him to start doing man, our intros. Man, yeah. <laughs> put, put me to shame on these intros since I do so many shows, I can't get them right. Uh, Tony, kick us off. Doing good, man. How are you doing? I can't complain. And I will, if you need, I will take a few extra bucks with the price of wrestling cards going up. <laughs> I, th- th- I will pump that money directly back into the hobby. Zan, how are you, man? Brett, out of all the guests you have on, I'm happy to be a two-time, two-time guest <laughs> on Stacking Slabs. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. Wait, well, if I was on the Instagram live, did I qualify like 1.5? Yeah, we'll we'll give you we'll give you a one point five for sure, and we have a good conversation, Tony. You never know; there'll be plenty more opportunities where we can talk wrestling cards. I'm always open to talk wrestling cards, man. Same. Uh, Yes, I know. So i've (laughs) I've been following both of your guys' content for a while, which I love it because you guys are just talking about wrestling cards on your channels, your site, the podcast, and it just seems you guys have been doing this for a while. I've been following wrestling cards, following you for a while. It seems like wrestling cards are kind of, I wouldn't call it the mainstream of the hobby, not quite there yet, but it seems like it's certainly gaining traction. There's more people. I'm getting more DMs about wrestling cards, people curious. I'd love to know just based on, you you know, your conversations and maybe Tony will start with you. Like, have you noticed like an uptick in interest with wrestling cards? On social media? Yeah. And within the, circle of people that we have through that through social media i think i don't think it's getting the kind of love it deserves when it comes to mainstream media we see people like gary v talk about it uh he did one with uh zan do you remember that name of that uh, uh podcast you turned me on to where he's on for like five Car- minutes card talk he's on card talk yeah, yeah the first episode whatever anyhow he's on there and talking with somebody from ebay and they're giving statistics about certain cards that are going up and you know this is up 5,000%. This is up 200%. Oh, and your favorite Gary uh, wrestling's up 500%. And that's all they talk about it. They go back to talking to baseball and basketball and football. That seems to be the trend with everything uh, when it comes to wrestling is that, yeah, it's cool. 
I like it. It's kind of getting some more views. What about that tennis, man? What about that F1? <laughs> yep. Zane, what about you? Same. Uh, disrespected. It's the Rodney Dangerfield of the hobby. No respect. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pulling my collar over here. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's getting more popular. Uh, I think sky's the limit with it. If people would just kind of let go of their bro factor and stop trying to be so cool and impressing people. And I can almost guarantee you that almost every single person out there, adult, child, whatever, you've watched wrestling at some point, you latched onto characters. And the fact that people go ballistic on Marvel and go ballistic on Pokemon, which is a character-based franchise, both of those. Yep. But yet they won't necessarily do the same thing with wrestling because it's guys rolling around in their underwear, and we can't take that seriously, but we can watch guys drive around in circles for, you know, ever. Yeah. I'm and, the, and, I'm the and best t- at making left turns. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I know you're in the wrestling industry, and at some level you're connected to um, some uh, wrestlers just based on your line of work. I know you're like, you look and you see fans and, you know, at signings and different mm-hmm. things, Fa- fans spend a lot of money on Zan. We talked about this on t-shirts on, you know, autographs, memorabilia, action figures. But then you look and wrestling cards, maybe haven't got that attention that some of these other merchandise uh, pieces of merchandise that, you know, wrestling fans spend their money on do you foresee that wrestling cards might get attention that like action figures do right now? What are your thoughts there? I think it could. I don't think it's going to anytime soon. I've been saying it for years that I think that wrestling cards, I think all trading cards in every specific genre is the bottom of the totem pole and collectability. I think everybody goes after the jerseys and the helmets and the equipment and the action figures and, and posters and magazines. And wrestling, it's same things, uh, belts and, and other things. Trading cards always seems to be the low end of the totem pole. When I've done conventions all over the country, and I work with a lot of wrestlers, like you said. I mean, I work with other uh, talent, too, and, and movie TVs like that as well. But it always makes uh, me smile when I see a fan come to the table and they want to get their trading card signed by whatever wrestlers like that. And I have to, I have to, have to, have to say to them, Oh, hey, so you collect wrestling cards. I ever heard of wrestlingtradingcards.com? Oh, yes, I, I use it all the time. Or I've even had one person had printed out an entire checklist and had it from my website, printed it all out. And was like walking around with that, getting things checked out. Like, that's amazing to me. I wish more people did that. Yeah, yeah. and Zan, I know we, last time we spoke, um, we talked about just like the disconnect. And I think you were, you were, you were commenting on just all of the uh, attention, all, everything else but wrestling cards with, wrestling fans. And here's an observation for me. Like I've been, you know, obviously you've got, uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. And by the way, shout out Matt Cardona for putting his face uh, of GCW. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I, I bought this. I, I bought the first night cause I had to see the match because of the build. And then I bought the second night because it was the first night was so awesome. So shout out GCW. Um, but Cardona and those guys, like they obviously their platform is about action figures, um, but there's been a lot more attention from them on wrestling cards and grading wrestling cards. And their following is as strong as it gets. Uh, they're passionate fans. And I'm seeing a lot of uh, people in their group start collecting, buying, and interesting in wrestling cards. So, do you think people like Cardona and Myers can help support the growth of wrestling cards? Oh, for sure. Like, I think. It's like Tony said, I think all of the wrestling cards could 
get they they could go to the moon if you want to use that term. But it's kind of the uh, mindset of the collector. Brett, I know you're you, you said recently how you're trying to make room for your future child and trying to get rid of those, you know, you're going to agree with me now that it's a lot easier to keep those <laughs> you, cards yes. than it is all those figures. That's why I got out of figures. Like I, I've always been a collector of everything, like whether it's action figures, uh, trading cards, comics, magazines, uh, graded anything, sealed video games. Like I just love all of that stuff. But for some reason, the cards of something I always come back to because for some reason they seem, if you're buying the right stuff, they seem to hold the most value over time. It seems like a lot of the wrestling figures, unless you've got some of the super rare stuff, it just kind of stays stagnant as far as like resale value when you do decide to get rid of that collection. I know a lot of people say they never are going to get rid of their stuff, but let's face it, we all got to get rid of it probably at some point or emergencies come up, you got to get rid of it. For me, cards have always made me more money. They're easier to ship. They're easier to store. And kind of going back to what Tony said, like, you know, you, if you, let's take this into wrestling. You could have ring-worn stuff. In my opinion, I'd rather have a tiny piece of a ring-worn item in a card that has, you know, this was used on this date in this match or whatever, and be able to display that and keep that than I would, you know, a giant boot or a title belt or something like that. It just takes up less room. It's uh, Cards are just way more convenient. Yeah, and, and I just to comment on that, just because I have a personal use case, so I have boxes and boxes of totes in my garage right now because we just got where I'm recording there's like nothing up here we just got new carpet and we've got nursery underway and all my wrestling figures are in the garage just it just was an effort to move everything and so I can totally relate with that like my space is limited now and so now my mindset is okay well do I move some of these wrestling figures that aren't going to fit in this space and put it into wrestling cards? I think so. And so I, I think it's it's more convenient for me. And I will say, like, there's something powerful about owning the, the cards and being able to look at them, and especially when it brings back uh, memories and moments of certain matches that you watched growing up and that nostalgia component. And I know we'll talk about nostalgia, but um, to me, that's what my connection is with cards. But I, I want to kick it over to Tony because, so much about wrestling cards right now is education. And Zan, you had an awesome uh, post where you tagged me in just about just some inf- misinformation. And I'm seeing a lot of misinformation. Um, people saying things are rare when you really dig in and do the work and you realize th- these weren't rare. They were like, you know, one in every six packs or one in every 12 packs. Um, and that's what I like about Tony, your site, um, wrestling trading cards is that you legitimately have a resource with checklists, pack odds. It's incredible. Like when I'm looking for a card that I haven't seen, I go to wrestling trading cards just as a reference point. I'd love to know like just why you put that site together. Obviously that's a huge passion project, but like why wrestling cards, why that site? Maybe, maybe talk a little bit about the history there. It wasn't always wrestlingtradingcards.com. It originally started off as a website called Com Collect, And it was really supposed to be a, I was trying to do what non-sport update magazine at the time wasn't doing was putting a non-sport price guide online. And I started it with wrestling because I've always collected wrestling. I did Playboy for Playboy trading cards, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Star Wars. Those were the things that I collected, like was really into collecting. Everything else was sort of just like add on pieces to help me maybe trade or sell to get what I really wanted. 
And uh, it just kind of moved from there. And then I just said it was too much work for one person, which was me. <laughs> and then I'm just going to put my collection of uh, wrestling cards up on a website. And that's what I did. It just kind of grew from there. It's always growing. It's still evolving. I'm just uh, constantly putting out uh, tweets uh, looking for help and what's going on. And it's just, uh, a, a, like you said, a labor of love is what it is. Yeah. So. And I think what's important about it is that it's providing accurate information and it's a reference point, as I mentioned, and information, I think, in a, a market that we're trying to bring awareness to is more important than ever. Zan, maybe like share some perspective on like the importance of having a site like Wrestling Trading Cards in the segment of the hobby that we all know and love. The one thing I want to point to, and all three of us have experienced this, we get that dreaded question, what's the rookie card? Mm -hmm. And you guys, I think we all have the same opinion on that, actually. Uh, but, you know, the, the easy answer to that is go to WrestlingTradingCards.com type in the wrestler name and then see what the earliest one is like wrestling trading cards.com has more cards than trading card database. I know a lot of people like to use that, which it's a good tool, but there are other sites out there too, that, you know, have checklists or cardboard connection. That's another popular one, but wrestling trading cards.com will organize by year each set. And it gets the oddball food products that everybody like, well, I say everybody, everybody within the wrestling card hobby <laughs> likes to talk about, but if you use that site, it, it pinpoints you which is the first card or which actually has that rookie card logo on it based on the pictures. And it's just, I think people are making it more confusing than it is. And, you know, we could talk about the confusion on the uh, rookie card thing. Brett, I know you've been harping on that quite a bit. Yeah. And maybe good, good segue into this. And I, I this is a good conversation here because <laughs> there's so many different opinions and there's no, no right or wrong, but I, my opinion is that with rookie cards and wrestling cards, it is, there's nothing clear cut. There's no fine definition. There's sets that are international. There are wrestlers who started in indies and then went to WWE. There's or so change, many, or change from one gimmick to another gimmick or that's change. A big from, one. Yeah. That's a great call out too. And so for me, like, I always, when I see people selling and promoting their cards, it always see in their saying rookie cards, it always just seems like people just trying to create and start their own narrative because they own a specific card. So I don't care about like the rookie card or what rookie cards are like for me, of course I'm, I'm buying for value, but I, I want to buy cards first and foremost that I think are rare and scarce and are significant to me. And then I kind of just let everything else uh, play itself out, but you know, maybe Tony, like what's, what's your opinion on just rookie cards? Like, how do you think about them in, in wrestling cards? I've <laughs> been dealing with this subject for over 20 some odd years now. <laughs> Drop mean, some knowledge. It, it's, it's, it's to each their own. I, I've, I've grown to just kind of live with the fact that it's to each their own. Like you said, people want to go and throw that RC name, uh, logo on something, um, and just say that this is a rookie and that's a rookie. And, I for the longest time, the longest time until this last year, till the pandemic hit. And then I ended up meeting Zanch like that and kind of re-educating myself again uh, on the market and because um, the site's back and everything. Uh, I, for the longest time, I just went by the, the pure Beckett definition of what a rookie was. Like, it, you know, it couldn't be from a food issue. Pe couldn't be, uh, it had to be a pack pulled item. It had to be all these different things, these different variables. But now it's like I just learned that the market dictates what it wants to dictate. And mm -hmm. I don't it, whether someone wants to shove it down my throat that this is a, a first appearance or a rookie or, you know, for 
the better part of last year it was the 98 superstars rock car was like yeah it was a bad card to hit that's the card to have then it became cardinal car from that gaming set from 97 open then it became the 97 panini uh, i mean it just what what is what like i think Zan and i just did a topic where we talked about uh you know what's going to be the first uh six-figure wrestling card i thought does the rocks you know miami card really count as a rookie card then for him for for <laughs> wrestling i mean that's the one that gets the most attention the most value out of it but I, I just two weeks their own. I don't. I don't. At this point, I don't care. I'm all about just providing information on what's in a pack, what's in a box, what comes from what, and then you go ahead and decide. Hey, I found this on the checklist. It says count from '91, but I found another one. It says from 1990. I'm not sure. Whatever. Totally. And Zan, I'm going to pass it to you. But I, I'm getting the questions too, which I know both of you can relate with too. Is they'll say, you know, let's let's just take the the Undertaker uh, classic card. People will ask me, well, which one, which one out of these six is the actual rookie? And I'm like, I just buy buy the one that you buy think them is all. The cool. Yeah, buy them all or buy the one that you think is cool. Um, Zan, what's your perspective on rest, or rookie cards? First off, I want to say that if anybody out there has questions, there, there's no dumb questions. I don't care how many times I say I hate rookie card talk. Send me all the rookie card talk. Send it to Tony. Send it to Brett. We would be happy no, to just, help you. Just, just send it to Zan. Because okay, I, sure, I'll take it. Um, well, because the thing is, I never get asked these questions. He, you guys must get ended at all times kind of questions because of your side of what you're on in the hobby. I never get any questions ever asked me about that kind of stuff. Send Tony questions. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, for our Worlds Collide platform and the WTC YouTube page and my channel, Wrestling With Cards, the Wrestling With Cards podcast, all these things we're doing is to get the information out there, to give perspective, to entertain, and just get people informed. So if you've got questions, I don't care what it is, send it our way. That being said, I could care less about rookie cards. You guys want to talk about these rock rookie cards we're just talking about. Brett, you know, give me that gold refractor. Give me that out of five. Give me, give me, give me those autographs. Like All that stuff to me is way cooler because it's rare. It's scarce. It's harder to find than all these rookie cards. Now, it's not to say you shouldn't have the rookie cards because Brett, I know you hate the Cardinal gaming card. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. It's it's something cool to have if you're a fan, but I don't think that's the end all be all card. So it's one of those David Peck things where just buy them all if you can afford them and then let the market dictate what it what it is or if it's for your collection, who cares what it's worth? Totally. And and with the the Cardinal card, it's funny. I've because I voice I voiced my opinion on that card. Uh, maybe strongly. People People think I I absolutely despise it and hate it. I I, I might have had some choice words, but I have said this. And I said this to Drake. Shout out to Drake because he I'm sure he's listening. He's a, especially knowing that we're talking wrestling cards. I told him I said I would I would like to own that card, but I'm not paying a thousand dollars for that card. Everything no. you said about that card, your perspective is a hundred percent on, and there's nothing wrong with that. There isn't. And so back to like. To me, what I like to do is I like to look at other sports and say, okay, in basketball, what are people collecting? And right, it's autograph. Like people love autographs. People love gold refractors, short printed stuff. And so my mentality is always like, well, I love that stuff in other sports. Why not start collecting those in in wrestling cards, even if they're not the car that everyone's, you know, putting on their Instagram feed or this and that. So I think, I don't know, to me with wrestling cards, it seems like there's more of an, op- it seems like you, you have more of an opportunity to be unique. It's a canvas and you like, that's what I love about wrestling cards is because 
there it's kind of the wild west it's like look at what i've got these are cool cards and you you learn and other collectors inspire you yeah one thing i can say about wrestling is uh when you see wrestling cards if you're following enough people on social media it's definitely one of those things that makes you stop scrolling because um, it's something new almost every time as opposed to sports cards and traditional stuff like okay We've seen the same Luca. We've seen the same Zion. We've seen the same Mike Trout. Same PSA 10 Charizard. Okay. These are cool cards. And I personally would like to have one of like, you know, those iconic cards, whether you are a fan or not, like a 52 mantle or that Charizard I mentioned, like that's just cool stuff to have. But at the same time, I just keep scrolling. It doesn't capture my attention. Like some of the wrestling stuff that comes out that some of it I've never even seen, which is crazy. I don't find those to be anywhere near as rare or limited as wrestling cards are too. Uh, because we, let's be honest, the print runs on wrestling stuff traditionally have always been way lower <laughs> than any other sport. And I just went to a card show uh, on Saturday that I'm like, I'm not coming back to this place again. It's, it was the second time I've been there. And I go in the room, there's probably 30, 35 dealers. Every one of them has like the same exact card. Each one says it's rare. And I said, if it's so rare, why do all 35 of you have it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's exactly what I said to someone who I asked about wrestling cards. Like, no, I, I don't have any wrestling cards. So I, I go, well, that's a, that's a nice card. I'm starting a conversation by pointing out something I don't even familiar with. I, I don't follow those card aspects, really. So if I see a Zion or a Luca, I, I don't you know, know what from what. But I said, oh, you've been asking $1,500 for that card. It's like that. You know, it's like a uh, guy over there's got it for $1,400 and that guy over there's got it for $1,600. And, and like, you guys, not that rare. You want something rare? How about I'm looking for wrestling cards and nobody in the room has them. That's rare. <laughs> I think there's something to say too about wrestling cards and liquidity as far as that kind of stuff goes, because I think a lot of the stuff that people are fighting over as far as rookie cards right now, that stuff could be the liquid cards down the road. So like I'm a I have a like hot take that basically the 82 Hogan is going to be like a 52 mantle and the 85 Hogan is going to kind of be like an 86 Fleer Jordan mm-hmm. as far as like those are the established cards. They aren't the rarest. They're not hard, that hard to find, but they're going to be like the most valuable, the most liquid. And there's other cards you could sprinkle in on that too. Like maybe the 87 Bret Hart or some of the, like, you know, the ultimate warrior thing is all over the place as far as like what his first card is. But that's what I'm talking about. Like what Tony just said, I think we could see liquidity in some of these wrestling cards down the road, but that doesn't mean they're rare or scarce. Yeah. And even jumping over to the, I feel like you, we can't have a wrestling card podcast without talking about the all-stars, the Hogan card, right? There's, you know, grading is becoming a, a bigger thing in um, wrestling cards and like the Hogan, there's no PSA 10. There's, there's none. Well, what happens when there's the first PSA 10, 82 Hogan, will we ever see one? Like, that's when I think that's when the to the moon conversation starts going with wrestling cards, because obviously Hogan is an icon to so many people, people with that sort of capital value, the PSA 10. And so, like, I think it it's moments like that card popping up at some point and David Peck chasing the the owner, whoever that might be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th- those are the types of things I'm seeing right now. And Tony, I know you're like not not as haven't been looking as much into the grading graded stuff, but um, Zan, have you like noticed like more of a emphasis on wrestling card, uh, wrestling card fans and in, in, in grading? Uh, you're going back to Cardona and Brian Myers. Like, I think they're really pushing grading. They get it. Like the card foundation guys, they get it. There's uh there's a segment that totally gets it. Then there's a segment of uh, basement dwelling gatekeepers 
that basically don't want anything to change in their hobby. They don't want to, they, they don't think, and I guess this opinion may or may not be right, but they don't think that someone else should tell them how much their card is worth or how, what condition their card is in. But the facts are the facts. Like if you've got a graded card, regardless of what your opinion is on it, it boosts the value. Even on some of these rare stuff, like even PSA threes and fours, like that, just having that authentication in that grade is going to put a huge value on certain of these cards. Now, some of them, maybe not, but on the flip side, you know, we saw Rob England's rock card, the Panini sticker sell for like 33,000 on golden auction. I'm like, okay, this could be the moment people are going to recognize this. And while a few people did, it kind of goes back to what Tony said at the beginning of the show where people just, Oh yeah, this, this rock card, Rocky Maivia, the rock movie star, blah, 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 sold for 33,000. Okay. Next let's move on to this Mike Trout. We've seen a hundred times, you know, that's, I don't know what's like the grading is there. It's going to keep, you know, improving as far as like people that understand it. And for the gatekeepers that don't want to do it, there's, there's also nothing wrong with that. You know, if you don't want to grade your cards, that's fine. There's nothing, no problem with that. But I just, I think it's going to help get wrestling cards even more into the mainstream, but I just don't know when that's going to happen. I really thought it was going to be with that rock, but who knows? Maybe it will, maybe it will be like the discussion we had then. Maybe it will be that first uh, wrestling card that hits a six figure mark. Yeah, one hasn't done that, and one one hits that, that becomes like, I, I kind of really think that collectors out there who are collecting other sports and kind of maybe dabbling a little bit into wrestling just for fun, um, I, I don't think there's enough zeros in it for them to be interested in. Yeah, not once yet. Once it does, I think then market starts going way up. Uh, Brett, what I do think, you think? Yeah, I think that for wrestling cards, having someone like The Rock in the mix is very helpful because people that are collecting high-end basketball cards, and I know this because I'm getting questions from some high-end basketball card collectors about the rock stuff. People are trying to learn because they were kids with the Brahma Bull t-shirt watching the rock on Monday nights in 97. And now, obviously, the rock is the biggest movie star in the world everyone knows the rock and layer in like the speculation of the rock having a potential presidential run at some point so to me like a guy like the rock in his current state because a lot of the conversation and narrative has been around vintage and the hogans and the andres and the old stuff which is of course it's the classics it's nostalgia but so much about collecting and, and collecting cards is about prospecting and the speculation like you look at a guy like The Rock, and like the runway is limitless with that guy. So those are my thoughts. Oh, 100%. Brett, let me ask you, uh, throw a question at you. I think, I mean, we kind of know the same people, but I know you know a lot more people that are just strictly sports cards, like some people that don't even dabble in to like Pokemon or F1 or anything, just like straight up sports cards. Like, why is the, why are they uh, reluctant to get into wrestling? Now, I understand if you just don't like wrestling at all that's fine like why would you want to collect anything you don't understand or you don't like there's no problem with that but like i said earlier i think people like down deep they're fans and they're just they're just like too cool to admit it you know what's your take on that what are what do you get in your dms yeah so i think what i've been trying to do because i've been trying to show people that are on that are aren't quite dipping their toe in yet but i know they're interested I'm trying to educate people and say, hey, you know that Topps Chrome Kobe refractor that you love? Well, 
you know, Topps Chrome, there's wrestling cards that are Topps Chrome. Like, did you know that? And not only are there cards, but they're shiny ones, they're refractors <laughs> and there's number there's numbered ones too. And so that's been my mentality because when I got back into cards, like a lot of the wrestling card uh, conversation was around the 82, 83 officers, which is undeniably the most iconic set um, and more of the vintage stuff. And so I connected with that, but then also like I watched current product. I, I've been a fan my whole life. I want to attach myself, especially with like attitude era guys. Like, so when I started collecting the rock, I started to look in and then that's when it clicked for me. I said, if people can notice that there's cards that are just like the cards that they have, but wrestling cards, then maybe more people will, will get over. And I, ever since I've been kind of talking about tops Chrome, I feel like there's been more of a, more of a willingness to kind of dip their toes in because it's something that's more relatable to them. Yeah. I don't know if you're moving the needle on the Chrome, but I've noticed a lot of the Chrome stuff moving quicker and quicker on eBay. Stuff's just disappearing off my watch list. All those gold refractors you keep getting. Yeah. Well, so I will (laughs) say this too. Before we hopped on, I was DMing with Drake and I bought the 2014 gold rock refractor. There was another one up. uh, Mine was PSA nine. One up in a BGS nine ending tonight. And I know there's a lot of people that are, after that. So I'm, once we get, get, I'm curious to see what that ends up with. Not because it's my, I have a, a similar copy of the card, but more because like, to me, it's a signal that there's other people that are interested in it. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, there's, it's kind of like sports cards and the fact that let's, uh, let's, I would say baseball and basketball, are probably the best two things. You've got your vintage collectors that there's so much of that stuff you can go out and get, and it's always retaining value. And then you have the more modern stuff. There are things you can prospect on in wrestling if you so choose. But a lot of times it's not like, like you can make money on wrestling, but a lot of times it's just fun. Like it's looking at the cards and the characters and the wild designs and stuff. Like that's a, that stuff to me is a lot more fun than just a traditional athlete. But I mean, that kind of goes back to like my, when I was a kid, my PCs and I started redoing that today is Dennis Rodman and Shaq. But then I stop and think like those two guys are personalities. They're they're icons. And then I'm like, wrestlers. wait a minute. That's like yeah. every wrestler. So, yeah. <laughs> like, so it, it all like that all comes back to that. And there's just so many different ways you can collect wrestling as far as like, you know, do you want the, the equivalents of in regular sports cards, RPAs that you can find in wrestling? Uh, the rookie card chases. Maybe you just want the Hall of Famers. Uh, I'm going to let Tony talk about player collecting because I kind of helped him get into that. You 100% got me into that. Um, it is, it's, I, a, it's a season too, right? It's the Olympic season. Yep. So we, <laughs> little teaser there. You know, he got me into being a, uh, for the first time in my life, I'm a player collector of anything, anything ever. I've always been a set collector uh, with wrestling up until Topps got the license for it again in, in 2005. I was completest. Like if I had to go out there, I had to have everything. And Fleer, great stuff, by the way. Fleer put out some amazing wrestling product. Uh, their chase cards were awesome. Their event relic cards were awesome. The autograph lineup was awesome. They introduced kiss cards. All those things were great. Uh, it was difficult, but it wasn't impossible to get a, a complete master set. So that was fun. When Topps got it, I kind of fell out of love with all the different uh, you know, parallels. Like There's no way I could get all the one-on-one set. And I just kind of stopped. And then after I met Zansel, I was like, you don't have to 
just collect base sets. I mean, if you have people you like, you can actually go after a, a personnel that you like. I thought, I'm going to start collecting. I start collecting Kurt Angle cards. <laughs> and before you knew it, I, you know, I only have a small stack. I keep it right here in this mysterious drawer, if you call it now, from the last. <laughs> and I just got, all I have is this. It's all I got left. That's all I have. <laughs> and uh, as we were talking about it, I'm like, uh, people were just sending me stuff. Also, like, hey, you collect Kurt Angle? Let me send something for you. Let me send something to you. And I found like, that's a whole different discussion, but just a different mindset of the wrestling card collectors as opposed to other genres. Totally. And, and Zan, I know like the wrestling cards is more like, I feel like it's more of a, the nostalgia long game play. You, you, you buy for the long term, And then, you know, like you reference, like if something pops up in life, then you need to sell a couple of things to cover the costs. Like you can do that. But I know that something I, I haven't heard a lot of people do with wrestling cards that I know you're doing right now, which I think is cool is you are kind of doing the the prospecting thing. And so maybe talk to your mindset about like you picking a prospect, why you picked them. And then like, just what that does for you and your attachment with modern product. That's the whole reason I did it is to get more connected with modern product. And people could argue that, Oh, GCW has cards. Yeah, they do, but they don't make them all the time. Or Impact has cards. Well, I'm not overly interested in Impact and watching it. But I, I love NXT and AEW. Uh, we don't even need to talk about the AEW cards right now. Or uh, sick of nauseam at talking about those. <laughs> We're never going to get anything out there. Tony Khan, get a hold of us, specifically Brett. He's been trying to get a hold of you forever. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> I kept seeing Karrion Cross on NXT, and I've been following him since he was in Impact and AAA and he just has this old school mentality of intensity. Like it, he's a believable character. And for I'm, there's different flavors of all kinds of wrestling for different people. You've got orange Cassidy, you've got at sushi Onita, you got Hulk Hogan, uh, Matt Cardona, just Nick gauge, like all these different types of wrestlers. And I like the mix of wrestling, but I've always latched on to people who like intimidate me. Like, I don't want to mess with a guy that could probably kill me, even though everyone wants to say wrestling's fake. So I, I just started looking at his cards and I'm like, I could get on, on the ground floor on this guy. And it's a player collection. I actually just started by buying some parallels, some rookie cards, refractors, stuff like that. The next thing I know, I just keep buying and buying and buying. And I'm still getting these at very affordable prices compared to a lot of the other stuff I'm looking at. And it's gotten to the point where I'm not grading any of these. I'm not looking to sell any of these. I've got these like all in a nice binder. And it's just awesome to look like I'm on the top's finest. I'm one card short of having the full rainbow. So to see the full, you know, set just there, it's kind of like Tony said, like you just, you see all these cards, this one player that you just think is awesome. And if I do need to sell it, I can, but I don't plan on it. And Brad, another thing I want to go back to in wrestling cards, you said, as far as like selling cards, if you have an emergency, the other thing you can do is just, and this is my thing, is selling cards to move up to bigger cards. Yeah, it, it it's uh, my my problem is is so I sold a I just sold a bunch of basketball cards because I looked at my collection and I looked at them and I said, you know what, like I don't I don't need these cards right now, and I I don't need them because I want more capital so I could buy more wrestling cards. And my problem is, is like when it gets time to like there being a bigger car that I want, I can never go back to my wrestling cards and sell them. I can't. I'm like, I'm like, 
so attached to them. In- it's a wrestling business, man. Never say never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. Never say never. But but I Zan to your point, like I think I think that if you collect it, like say I collected, you know, I've got four rock cards that are rare, scarce, and then you know, like some like super fractor popped up. And if I sold those two, like I could cover the cost of that. Like that, 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 that happens in other sports too. And I think in wrestling, it's, it's very, it's available and you can do that too. It's just something I haven't partaken in yet. The thing I've noticed with wrestling cards though is, and you could say the same thing about traditional sports cards, certain ones, you've got to be really careful about what you're selling because I've noticed with my stuff in wrestling cards, a lot of the stuff you sell you may never see it again. Like that's just, that's one thing I can say with wrestling collectors is a lot of times these cards, I want to pull an example here. So say um, there's a car, the wrestling card, say it's out of, you know, 10,000. Now that sounds like a ton in the normal, you know, trading card space. Half of these get thrown away. Half of them are damaged, promotional products, whatever. So a lot of the stuff, if you have it, it gets locked away in a lot of traditional card collectors collections and it's never going to see the light of day. Even if they pass away, you know, it, this stuff may just get tossed. So the thing with wrestling cards is if you have something that's really rare and scarce, then you should probably hold on to it unless you're really dead set on selling it. Cause you probably won't ever see it again. Like, um, you know, I've kind of kicked around the idea from time to time. Like, Hmm, I wonder how much, I wonder if I could put my, Hogan PMG up for six figures and see if that becomes the first, you know, Tony, you've talked about the cosmos and that guy listing that and saying, Hey, if somebody wants it, this is my price because it's my personal collection. But I have this feeling like if I get rid of that card, I'll never see it again. That's the thing about wrestling cards. Those and we talked about before too, is that the sheer fact numbers don't lie. It's a lower print run across the board on everything as it is, even a base set level. Yeah. A yeah. Lower print run. Yeah. I should say that then Tony, I'll let you finish. I yeah. apologize. That, yeah. No, that's that, okay. I mean, that, that ex- alone. Yeah, that excludes everything that me and Brett are always talking about as far as numbered parallel rare stuff. Like that even makes even even rarer for those that are actually numbered. If I take a base card, case in point, by the way, got your packs today. I did not even realize that. I looked at it, I go, oh cool, I got a base card. Okay, nope, like one that. one. No, nope. My wife goes, it has a number on it. I go, what are you talking about? Look at it. It's a one of one. I got a one of one card angle card. My first ever. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh and so I it that alone, because the serial number on those, you're taking a low print run and you're slapping a number on it with that's even more limited. <laughs> it's just, I don't get it. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's hard to come by. There's things are just, like you said, you're never going to see them again, probably. I know you're referencing that Tech Chrome promo from 95 from IWW yeah. and uh, probably the, the, the KKLZ promo from that same set as well. Those are hard to come by. The backs say, you know, of 10,000, of 20,000. You don't see those at all hardly ever on eBay anywhere, you know, they're hard to come by, man. And like you said, people throw them away. They sit in someone's collection for a while. They sit in a shoebox somewhere that no one even knows they even have. Like when I used to be in a wrestling cards, I had some of these things. You just never see them again. Two other so, things I want to touch on real quick. Another thing is modern, like what Tony just said, as far as like base cards, their modern stuff still limited. Tops is not going to produce as much WWE Chrome and finest and undisputed. And you know, we all know about transcendent. They're not making much of that, but they're not even modern stuff. There's just not the print run that there is in other sports. And uh, one other thing I want to throw out there too, about wrestling cards is I see a lot of people that get caught up in the grades or the condition. Oh, that's got a bent corner. Oh, there's, you know, some surface damage. Once again, some of this stuff, if you see it, you're, you know, I, a uh, prime example, 
I saw pop up for $20, I think it was, uh, one of those FLIR relics that Tony was talking about. And it has a piece of the Rock shirt and a piece of the Mankind shirt. And there's some, there's like black smudges on the Mankind shirt. So I know it was used. And the card has a crease in it. And I was like, if I don't jump on this for $20, I'm never going to see something like this again. That's a cheap price, too. Yeah. That's uh, 2002 matchmaker stuff like that. It's It's a, yeah, that's another thing I just think that people need to be aware of and when getting into wrestling cards is if you think something is cool or rare, you better jump on it because you might not see it again. Yeah, so I have a, a story just within the last week of me jumping on a couple cards. I bought two of the same card, and I paid, I paid probably double for the same card because I was scared. I saw two and I said, I don't know if I'll ever see it again. And it was the CM Punk 2014 tops Chrome Gold. I yep. bought both of them because obviously Punk's back in, in the news with potentially signing with AEW. I'm collecting tops Chrome Gold cards and that Punk card, even when I paid on the high end of it, once Punk hits the scene, I'm bullish on wrestling cards that I said, I'm going to grab both of these, get them both graded eventually. And then you know, if I need to, I'll sell one to go buy something else. So I think it's just being opportunistic. I'm the same way, man. Like if I see something, I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ever going to see this again. So I got to get it. Prime prime example of that for me was that PMG Hogan that I picked up. Like I bought one and then I think (laughs) everybody else Drake bought Drake bought the next one. He had the 9.5 and I had the nine. And then there was just this drought. Like you didn't see him. And then all of a sudden you saw like three or four more come out. And then since then, nothing. So right. that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Totally. Um, I want to hit on a couple more topics before we close this out, but so much of collecting cards in the hobby is just about nostalgia and connecting with the past to me. Like I know just in talking with you guys, obviously like growing up watching wrestling, like there's just such a strong connection. I was on my walk, my lunchtime walk. And I was listening to world's Clyde and you guys had an episode about Brutus the Barber beefcake cards. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw Brutus the Barber beefcake cards. And I was like, this is going to be so nerdy and I'm going to love it. And I did. (laughs) And you were talking about Zodiac and uh, the Disciple, and which I agree with you, Zan. The Disciple, man. Here's the, I got, before I just talk, kick it over to you guys to talk about nostalgia and the importance with wrestling cards. Zan, I was in Atlanta's airport and talk about that nitro set that everyone's loving with the autos. I was getting a drink and this was, you know, circa 99, 2000, maybe I was sitting there in my terminal and I look over to my left. First person I see is Mike Enos. Next person I see the disciple in full. He looked like he just walked off of the nitro set. He had the the NWO tank top on it. And I was like (laughs) losing my freaking mind. And so when you guys were talking about that, all I kept thinking about was being in Atlanta's airport and being on the same plane with Brutus the Barber Beefcake, a.k.a. Zodiac, a.k.a. Booty Man, Booty AKA, Man yeah. <laughs> a.k.a. Disciple. So you guys, you guys brush on the nostalgia. Talk about nostalgia and wrestling cards. You just summed it up right there because you're, you're talking about a moment that you just had, and that just kind of defines it right there. Really, it does. Yeah, for me, um, I, I, I want to keep taking this back to sports cards because I just, Brett, I know there are so many people that listen to your show and follow you on social that are just so locked in on sports cards. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Like, I love a lot of the same stuff, too. I don't watch as much of it. And that's what I'm going to get into now is nostalgia. 
all of these wrestling cards, they're, they're characters, they're moments in time. And I know some people could say that too for sports cards, but there's something about the, the wrestlers and the characters. I'll, I'll, and again, I want to relate this back to Pokemon. I want to relate it back to whatever your favorite comic book character is. They live on forever. Yes, wrestlers are real people, but the character lives on forever. So unlike some sports where, okay, I'm a huge Bills fan, so we're going to say Josh Allen. He's you know one of the top quarterbacks right now. What happens in five years? He could be, you know, Tom Brady. He could be nothing. But are you gonna, you know, you're not gonna see that with Hogan. You're not gonna see that with The Rock. We're talking about the booty man for crying out loud. The <laughs> fact that we're, you know, that we're still talking about Brutus the Beefcake, even though he's not a top level star, that's exactly what nostalgia does that sports cards is not doing. Totally agree. And then this is so funny we even brought up beefcakes. That was like just a random superstar for our segment, you know, of like, you know, this is your card. <laughs> yep. And it was just, uh, what a way to kick it off with briefcake. And here we are still talking about it a few weeks later. It's just great. Totally, totally. And, but, it, but, it, but it brings up memories though. And that's just all it's all about. The nostalgia brings up memories of like, I can remember, you know, when the NWO formed, I remember where I was at and saw it happen. I can remember back when I was a kid watching Honor the Giant wrestle a bunch of midgets like that. You know, I mean, I, I saw it live. I remember when classy, Freddie Blassie getting like, you know, I never seen someone get so much heat, you know, before until like, you know, ECW days, but it always brings back memories and there's these characters are going to live on even when they're retired, they still live on because people love to rewatch some of those promos, some of those gimmicks, some of those cool matches, some of those, Oh, you got to see this, man. It's such a great promo. I mean, it just, it brings back a lot of things because wrestling oftentimes mimics a lot of things are going on in life and you can put yourself in a position of remembering where you were at during that time. And wrestling can do that for you. Another thing I want to say real quick, going back to sports cards, I had a couple of Giannis cards and Brad, I'm kind of like you, like when I, I'm not going to say when I first got in because I've been kind of back and forth for years now, you know, I buy some and I kind of jump out and I'd start buying again. But when I started wanting to just make some money off this, not like hype bro money, but like to flip into bigger cards, I bought some Giannis a couple years ago and some of the prism stuff I sold way under what I should have, but I didn't care. I just kept it moving. Recently, I had an uh, SGC order. I'm like, okay, well, I want to pay for this, but I don't want to pay for this out of my own money. So let's sell some cards. I'm going through some stuff I've got. And I was like, oh, I get rid of these Giannis cards. Yeah, I know he's a finals champion. Who cares? Um, I w- I'm not selling this Hogan. I'm not selling this Rock. I'm not selling this Undertaker. Giannis, you're out of here. Zan, we didn't talk beforehand, but I literally just... I just closed on an auction that I sold last night. BGS 9.5 Giannis Revolution Galactic Parallel. Nice. I sold it and I sold it. And for me, it was like, I'm not emotionally attached to this card. I watched all of the playoffs. Giannis is awesome, but that is not, that card wasn't a forever PC card for me. Sure. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell this, take the money that I have from this Giannis card and put it into some wrestling cards that I have an, a connection with. So we're on the same, we're on the same page there. I don't want to say anything about bad about sports cards either, because like I'm still on the chase for an 86 Fleer Jordan. I still want an 03 Topps Chrome LeBron, the Kobe, the 52 Mantle, the Bowman Brady. Like there are certain cards that any if you're in the hobby, like I, I feel like you have to have these cards. But then like the fandom of everything else just kind of goes by the wayside compared to what wrestling just lives on forever for me. I can go back and watch WWE Network. I can go watch modern wrestling. Even if I've seen something a hundred times, it never gets old as opposed to, you know, like um, go back to the Bills stuff. Like 
Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback for a while. JP Lossman was the quarterback for a while. Doug Flutie was a quarterback for a while. Like, I don't go back and watch any of those games, but I'll go back and watch like Cyclope and Damien on Nitro Wrestle. And it's just as <laughs> awesome as it was, it was when I started. Uh, yeah, no, I know. My, I, 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 my wife walked in on me watching like, uh, and an, an anarchy rules ECW pay per view, and she was like, "What in the fuck are you watching?" And I was like, "This is my forever shit right here. This is like yep. I can watch this stuff on loop." Let me introduce you to ECW. <laughs> Speaking of ECW, I own the pants that Sabu wore in the very first pay per view for ECW. Oh, cool! <laughs> that, that's a nice piece. We might uh, we might have to talk. I got the turban. I got the everything. I got it all. <laughs> let's close it out with this one, gentlemen. Um, we talked a lot, cover a lot of ground. I'd love to just maybe one piece of wisdom for anyone new that might be listening to this, that after this might've had been, been itchy and now might take the plunge into wrestling cards. Tony, what, what's a piece of advice that you have for somebody? Anything else you're going to do in collecting homework, 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 homework. Uh, you see something that it's too good to be true. Oftentimes it is. <laughs> Uh, I say, and not to, you know, just going to hype my own site, but that's, you know, use the website. It's what it's there for. Use the wrestling card price guide, you know, Paul and Unsight. So, you know, we, we compliment each other in that respect. Use it. Ask questions on the social media platform. We wrestling community, which we didn't really talk a whole lot about when it comes to the wrestling card community, a little bit different breed of cat than the other type of communities out there and seem to be a lot more, again, I don't have a lot of experience. You guys would, because you deal with other, other genres. I just stick with wrestling cards. The closest I got is I bought that living set recently. I bought the Sasha Banks, uh, you know, one from because you know crossover appeal there. But uh, it just seems to me that the wrestling community is a little more helpful, a little more kinder in that sense to try to like like someone like just sent me a random like number to twenty five autograph card of Kurt Angle. Like who does that? I mean, that's awesome. But just uh, homework, 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 homework. Like I, I was kind of just a fly by night kind of person to stuff, and then Zan got me in the mindset of like really kind of like. You got to put the legwork in, man. And it's like, I knew this. Why did I not remember this? Why I should know this already. And so go out there. And if you're looking for something specifically, you know, do your homework on it. And just like anything else. I love it. Zan. My thing is just have fun. There's nothing that I've had more fun with than wrestling cards out of every collectible, (laughs) every hobby, everything I've ever done. Something about wrestling cards just keeps going. And going back to what Tony said, the community is a lot about that. And me and Tony are pumping out as much content as we can, be it good, be it bad. We're just trying to get as much information and entertainment out there for the wrestling card hobby, trying to build up the community, get more people involved. If you guys have questions, feel free to reach out to us or maybe just me. Tony doesn't want the questions now, apparently. <laughs> but uh, uh, Not that I don't want them. They just never seem to come my way. It's like, oh, you just run that little website for cards. I don't know. I want some yeah. serious questions. Um. <laughs> You know, if you're getting into wrestling cards, there's tons of money to be made. I know that's a huge thing that people are doing now in the hobby is they want to make money. Well, everybody does. But as we've talked about, wrestling cards are harder to get rid of once you start getting into them because you just are so attached to the characters, the style of cards, the set, etc. And, you know, in these other genres of the hobby, I think that people want to argue and bicker and all these things. And wrestling cards in the community around wrestling cards is just so much more together. I think a lot more people are having fun. Um, we all kind of get pro wrestling and how like sometimes it's tongue in cheek. It, it's fun. It sure. It can pull on emotions. Uh, the, you know, Brett, I know that you'll relate with this, the uh, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes bloodbath that, that like was so such an emotional match, but at the same time you can watch orange Cassidy and Sting kind of 
kick each other. So, you know, there's something there for everybody. It's fun. It's entertaining as opposed to many in the sports, which have no sense of humor. And it's just like, (laughs) this guy's a scammer. This guy's got this fake car, blah, blah, blah. And then meanwhile, like some of the people in the wrestling community will like cut promos on each other about their cards and whatnot. It's just education, have fun and never be afraid to reach out to me, Tony or Brett. It's always nice to see a wrestling car collector talk about himself in third person. (laughs) It's it's, it's the best. Just because you said it, you referenced a match. I got to say, I need my brother. (laughs) 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 Um, I agree. Just punctuation point on that. I think what energizes me the most about it is the community. It is so awesome. I don't deal with the BS that comes in some other aspects of the hobby. There's very little negativity, but negativity comes. We all deal with it in the hobby, but with the wrestling card community, it's awesome. Like it really is. Um, and I would definitely, I point everyone in the direction of wrestlingtradingcards.com. Definitely wrestling with cards, worlds collide podcast. What I'm trying to do with stacking slabs is bring awareness to creators who are passionate, who are educating the market. No one does it better than Tony and Zan. We'll have to do this again, gentlemen. I could talk about wrestling cards till I'm blue in the face, or maybe carrying cross is like choking me out and I'm blue in the face. <laughs> um, but, but guys, this is awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Can't wait to be the three time, three time guest. Can't wait to be the 2.5 time, 2.5 time. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to, we'll get, we'll get the uh, hobby wrestling card trios title. For yes. Us. There Let's we go. Do it. Like a custom belt for you. I could talk about wrestling cards till I go blue in the face, put me in that chokehold, I'll tap out. Man, that was fun. I had a blast talking about cards with Zan, with Tony. Go check out their stuff. Go check out the YouTubes, the websites, all of it. It will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for being a part of the Stacking Slabs family. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back next week with more Stacking Slabs podcast. 